Bilingual in America. Tunei el loga fi America. Bilinguismo negli Stati Uniti. Bilingue in America. Ser bilingue en America. I'm Suzanne Laughter. I'm Yarina Sancion, and this is Bilingual in America. Hi, I'm Yarina Sancion. Today on Bilingual in America, I have the great pleasure to speak with award-winning children's author and illustrator, Eric Velasquez. Son of Afro-Puerto Rican parents, Eric was born in Spanish Harlem and grew up in Harlem. His dual heritage and experiences have given him a rich and unique cultural perspective that comes through in his work and in how he lives his life. Eric Velasquez earned his BFA from the School of Visual Arts and has illustrated over 30 children's books. The many awards he's won include the NAACP Image Award and the Coretta Scott King John Steptoe Award. Eric also illustrated and wrote Grandma's Records and its follow-up, Grandma's Gift, which won the 2011 Buddha Bell Prix Award for illustration. Let's listen in as Eric shares his perspectives on books, bilingualism, and culture. Welcome, Eric. We're so happy to have you. It's great to be here with you, Yarina. Fantastic. I've been a big fan of your work always. And so, Eric, you started your career as an illustrator and then shortly afterwards started illustrating and writing your own children's books. Was Grandma's Records your first book? Absolutely, yes. Uh, that was way back, like uh, 2001 or so, um, when it was first published. But that opened up a whole new world for me in terms of storytelling. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience? Well, um, I always saw myself as a storyteller and I was using pictures to tell the story. And, you know, of course, it was the stories written by other people. Mm -hmm. But Grandma's Records was actually born uh, by just conversations with other illustrators. We have like a, like a support group. And, you know, we, those of us that work throughout the night will keep each other up by, by talking on the phone. And mm -hmm. one friend in particular uh, really loved the story of uh, just grandma's records, the actual story where I would explain about the summers I spent with my grandmother and, you know, going to see Cotiwi Sucombo. So every now and then he called me up at two in the morning. It's like, yo, man, tell me that story about your grandma and, and, and going to that show. And, and that's basically, you know, how that story was born. He says, you know, he actually says to me, you know, you should actually uh, write that down. Uh, I think you have mm. something here. So that's how that got started. So then fast forward to today, your latest book is Octopus Stew. Uh, tell me what inspired you to write a book? Yes, I, I love the, the cover. I love everything about this story. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write Octopus Stew and... Yeah, Octopus Stew is a, is a true story. It's based on a true story. So it, it, the, the real story, my father uh, rescues my grandma and me from, from the octopus that just seems to be growing, you know, beyond proportion. <laughs> and then of course, you know, 
in, in our family, we were always encouraged to tell stories and play music or dance. Basically bring whatever gifts you had when we would gather as a family. So the inspiration for Octopus Stew was just me reminiscing about the time when my family would gather together and, and we would share stories and music and food, uh, usually at my grandmother's um, uh, apartment. I noticed recently in, in, at a fam family gathering, instead of sharing stories, everyone was on their phone and there mm. wasn't as much communication. And I really began to like long for that time where we, it, it, it felt, you know, like, like a family, you know. The reason I know so much about my family's history is because at those gatherings, my grandmother would tell us stories about Puerto Rico, about Santurce. And then she would encourage us to tell our own stories of whatever happened during the day. And, and it was just a beautiful, a beautiful time that, that I really, if my age, you know, when I get nostalgic, I, I get nostalgic for that time. Yes, absolutely. It's, you know, what keeps us connected to our roots and, and just being grounded, right? Because we're so distracted all the time by technology, by work. It's those stories that keep us true to who we are, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and that's why like a lot of times, like now the younger people in the family, they ask me, uh, you know, how, how is it that I know so much about, you know, the, our family history? I'm like, because mm. <laughs> I used to spend time, you know, listening at, at the parties, you know, and, but now I'm sad to say that that communication is not there. And what's even worse, the curiosity is not there. Mm. So, you know, I, and I'm, I'm really kind of calling on, on, on all the elders of which now I'm one of to share those stories with the younger ones in the family um, and let them understand, you know, all the struggles and and all the beautiful things that made it possible for them to be here now in in the present you know how i used to think of the, as the future you know that we're here in the present so right so i i'm really impressed you're calling yourself an elder i mean just the other day i was having a conversation with someone they said i think eric is 40 years old and i said i'm gonna tell him that i'll take <laughs> so, that Yes. <laughs> take that, take that. You're not okay. quite an elder yet, but I understand what you're saying. You're one of the keepers of the stories and the traditions, and and I'll I take that, that title. Okay, I'm, I'm going to keep that one. Okay, Thank good. <laughs> so, um, so Octopus 2, um, you also said, I think that um, it's been translated into Spanish, yes, right? Yes, so published just this month as Pulpo Guisado. Amazing. I love it. You know, and I think, you know, when we visited Puerto Rico, my son fell in love with Pulpo Guisado. So Really? Okay. Yes. So it's, it's truly a story that speaks to our family's heart. We're so excited to share your, your work with the world. In your bilingualism, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure it's influenced your, your art, your writing, and even your view of your American experience. Could you share a little bit about that? How well, has being bilingual and Afro-Latino influenced all of that? That's, that's a big loaded question. I know, but it's a good one. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so 
I, so in our household, we spoke only Spanish. So, it, you know, we, we watched English speaking television and spoke Spanish and that, to, to, that was our normal. And of course, listen to a lot of salsa music, which is another form of storytelling. And what I began to notice really quickly, you know, at an early age is that even with some of those songs, you couldn't really translate them. You're like, if you had like an American friend, you know, in my case, African-American, and they wanted to know, wow, I really like that song. You know, what is it, what is it about? And then you try to explain. And some of the phrasing and, and some of the refranes, you know, you know, colloquialisms, they really right. didn't translate. And I began to realize there, there's a lot of stuff that's getting lost in translation. And I think yeah. that's pretty much how I see the world. A lot of a lot of the things that I grew up with really we can't really translate it verbatim. And I think conversely, the way we, you know, I see the world sometimes seems a lot, a, a little odd to me. I mean, even at, at, you know, as I've gotten older, it's still a little odd because even coming from Puerto Rico, the way you know, Puerto Ricans regarded race versus the way African-Americans and Americans regard race is, is different. I didn't realize even at, uh, when I was a young kid that it would come to define who I am and, and it does. I'm very proud. I mean, first and foremost, I, I consider myself an African who, you know, was <laughs> transported to the Caribbean. So, you know, that's really where my heart is. And I need look no further than, you know, just listening to El Tambor, you know, um, how I feel when I hear just the sound of a conga Hmm. And, you know, I, I know Im immediately where my heart is, you know, um, yes. the food, you know, the reason I wrote Grandma's Gift was to pretty much put in place that pasteles is, is originally a dish from West Africa, which is kind of always interesting because, it, it, you know, you know, growing up, you, you would meet people who, while eating pasteles, would make these derogatory comments about people of African descent and you, and you just like put you you eat you have pasteles in your mouth your while mouth, you're right? that. <laughs> so I wanted to put that in context that you know a lot of the dishes that we eat are African foods um, a lot of the, mm -hmm. the music is African our swagger a lot of it, it comes from from Africa from mother Africa and it's yes. something I'm very proud of. It's something that, that my grandmother was very proud of. And, and it's something that I, I want to put in the, into the work. So I'm not really sure if I'm answering your question, but I'm trying to tell you that my heart is that of an, of an African. <laughs> well, no, I think you've answered the question beautifully. Uh, you've encompassed how you've spoken about your experience, your family, uh, original roots, really educating people and, and being a light, you know, um, where where people don't understand what's going on or, or where things originate from. But being a true beacon of light and for that, I'll always appreciate your work. I'm a big fan. And um, and I thank you for having this conversation with me today, Eric Velasquez. Wow. And I'm so excited, so excited to see your future projects. Anything in the in the making? Quite a few projects in the making. So expect to see more, let's say, uh, more Afro-Latinos are coming. <laughs> and, awesome. 
And I'm also working on a couple other projects. There's a Mambo book that's coming um, out sometime either later this year, or early next year. Now with COVID, we really can't tell. Yes. Um, but there are a lot of fun projects coming. So expect a lot more of what you've been seeing. Well, Eric, we appreciate your devotion, uh, your education, and how you speak your beauty through your art, through your books, and really reaching children and adults of all ages. So thank you, Eric Velasquez. Thank you. So Gabriel. honored to have this conversation with you. And adelante. Gracias. Okay. Un placer siempre, Yarina. And thank you to you and to Max. It's always a pleasure. And, you know, I love the fact that, that I've known you guys now for so long, you know, and thank you for the work that both of you continue to do for, for literacy. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. In 2019, Eric wrote and illustrated Octopus Stew, recently translated into Spanish, which has gathered rave reviews and is sure to make you laugh. Eric continues to make powerful contributions in the children's literary world. We look forward to the many more literary works of art that will continue to educate and elevate the view of bilingualism in America. Thank you, Eric Velasquez, for continuing to speak your beauty. Thank you for your interest in the stories we share. By sharing, following, and liking our podcast on anchor.fm, Bilingual in America, and our Instagram blog at bilingualinamerica.podcast, you are speaking your beauty. We welcome your comments and feedback, and we appreciate your support. Follow us, like us, share us.